You are Locked On Boston College, your daily podcast on the Boston College Eagles, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, welcome. This is Locked On Boston College. I am your host, AJ Black. Happy Wednesday, everyone. I hope you're having a good start to your week. On today's show, we're going to jump in and talk a little bit about a question Boston College fans have had about lacrosse, and I'm going to give you some details on that. We're going to also look at SI All-Americans' top 25 rankings. I have some thoughts and analysis that go along with that. And then finally, I'm going to give you one piece of BC's game in football that could derail the 2021 season. So these are all things you're going to want to listen to. And if you have not done so already, please subscribe and make Locked On Boston College part of your daily routine. I like to listen to Locked On podcasts when I take a run or when I'm doing dishes. They're also great for, you know, commutes or, you know, just sitting and relaxing if you're on your patio or mowing the lawn. So I hope you make Locked On Boston College part of that routine. Now, let's get into lacrosse. So one of the big things that popped up with the Women's Lacrosse National Championship, which continues to have all the buzz around BC Athletics, is why don't why doesn't Boston College have a men's lacrosse team, right? If you're going to have a women's lacrosse team, wouldn't it make sense to have a men's? And the answer to this is complicated, and we'll have to kind of just jump into why it doesn't exist. So just some context about Boston College athletics. If you're a Boston College fan, you already know most of us. Boston College has one of the most varsity uh, intercollegiate teams in the country. They have 31 teams. And in order to have, um, you, you know, to, to balance with Title IX, you need to do equal spending for men and women's sports. So in order to add men's lacrosse, you'd have to, you'd have to add a women's sport that kind of balances in terms of cost. And lacrosse could be an expensive sport to play. If you're if you're doing an ACC schedule, you could ha- incur some costs. That's tricky because you know what what people are going to say is why don't you just drop a sport? But you can't just drop like skiing or golfing and just say that you're going to add lacrosse. It's going to be something that's bigger, something that is financially feasible that matches up with what women's lacrosse would cost because you have to balance both of those. So realistically, the only sports that you could probably cancel out for men's sports would be like baseball, which is you just saw what they did with the Harrington Village. That's never going to happen. And the people that are, are crowing for drop baseball, which believe me, they're out there. They have been people who say, you know, BC should drop baseball and add lacrosse. It's never, ever, ever, ever going to happen, especially now that they spent millions of dollars on that new athletic village. So just take that theory and just throw it in the trash. You know, so there's that. There is, um, you know, like men's soccer. That That's not going to go anywhere. There is, you know, men's football, obviously, and basketball and hockey. Those are not going anywhere because – you know, when you look at a, the the smaller sports, they're not going to be able to balance the, the cost it's going to to give them, and that would put them out of Title IX compliance. And Title IX compliance is something no school wants to mess with. It's it's it can cause a lot of headaches. 
So that's one piece. Or they could add it and add a women's sport. But again, just like I just said, what women's sport is going to match that in, in cost? You already have softball. You already have um, women's lacrosse. You have women's soccer. You have all like the big ones. It's impossible. So unless BC can figure out some way to add some, you know, to balance that out, adding men's lacrosse is going to be a monumentally difficult proposition for Boston College to do. Should they do it? Absolutely. Boston College should absolutely have a men's lacrosse uh, NCAA team. And that should be something, I mean, it's a Northeast sport. It's a sport that thrives up in this area. Obviously, Boston College should be part of it. It's just a... It's a logistical challenge that I don't know if Boston College can get past that is where I'm getting at. And hopefully they can figure it out. That's Pat Kraft's job. That's that's Father Leahy's job to figure out how they can do it. And maybe in a few years when things are a little bit more balanced, they'll be able to figure out how to do it. So we'll have to wait and see. It's just a challenge when you have so many sports on campus. That's just the way it is. In a moment, we're going to talk about recruiting. And I have some uh, my thoughts on SI All-Americans uh, top 25 rankings that came out. But before we get into that, let's get into rockauto.com. Are you in the process of doing work on your car? Why spend 30, 40, 50, even 75% more at one of those other stores when you can head over to rockauto.com? and save now. RockAuto.com is a family business that has been serving customers online for the past 20 years. RockAuto.com is super easy to use. You just, if whether you're a do-it-yourselfer or a professional, they have it all. You just put your make and model into their database. They will show you everything that they have in stock. And once you have what you need, let them know why you're there. Make sure you to put locked on in the how did they send it, how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection of reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. Next, let's get into BetOnline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all your action at BetOnline. They also have futures. I was just put on. If you check out Locked On BC, you can see all the bets I just made in the last like week. I went and did some really crazy futures. I put money on Boston College to win the ACC. I put money on, I have a sneaking suspicion George is going to win the national championship and JT Daniels will be the Heisman. I put a little on each of those. I also put money on the the Bruins winning the national champion, I mean, uh, the Stanley Cup. So you can have some fun with that kind of stuff. I find that that piece more fun than the day-to-day stuff, but you could do either. If you like the day-to-day action, you could all do all of that at betonline.ag. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game. And when you sign up today, and use promo code locked on, they're going to give you a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. This is Locked On Boston College. Today was June 1st. It was the end of the dead period in recruiting. Now, if you checked out yesterday's episode, we talked extensively about why. That was a big deal, and it was blowing up all over Twitter today about all the news and uh, decisions people were making. There was uh, commitments that were made. Um, there was also kids making their uh, official visits, and we had a ton of that data up and, and news up on bcbulletin.com. And some of it, I'm telling you, you know, when I get good information, I, I do put it in our members only section. So it's the premium section. And I, I want to encourage you, if you're listening to this and you want to support the work and you want to get good information too, it's only a dollar for the first month. And then it's $5 a month after that. You can you can spend $59.99 and have the whole year 
all settled. You get access to Sports Illustrated. You get access to all of my work. We're getting a forum soon that's going to have all sorts of information. Right now, we have a Discord that I, I put nuggets in. It's it's the best money you can spend. So if you're interested, check it out. Go to bcbulletin.com. Hit that uh, members exclusive button and you can sign right up. Get, get yourself into the game and learn all about that. But there's also free stuff. And we had up also for free the SI All-American Top 25 Rankings. And a lot of people talk about 247 sports and rivals. And, you know, they're the, they're the gold standards, um, you know, the, the old guard in terms of recruiting news. But don't sleep on SI All-American. I know they're, they're kind of my compatriots. But John Garcia, he's had a long history in covering recruiting. And I, I, you've heard him on this podcast. He's come on here and talked to us. He's been on my, my site. He's awesome. He knows recruiting as well as anyone in the country. I'd put his knowledge up, up, up against anyone. And he runs SI All-American. And he's building some new things. And one thing he's doing this year is the SI All-American Top 25 Rankings. And... You know, when when you cover Boston College, as I have for years, when you see top 25 team rankings, the first thing you go is, that's eh, not going to be relevant to us. It's Boston College. We're always way outside the top 25. And, you know, well, let's go see where Clemson, Georgia, Alabama, and Ohio State are ranked this year. Well, this year is different. First of all, Rutgers is number seven, which blows my mind. Greg, you know, credit to Greg Ciano. I, I rip on Rutgers all the time, but he's done a nice job with recruiting there, and he's got a good thing going. So, um, you know, they just landed Josh, uh, Jacob Allen, excuse me, their top offensive lineman out of New Jersey uh, the first time in I think fifteen years that Rutgers got the number one New Jersey uh, lineman, and he had a Boston College offer. So, don't sleep on that. But anyways, I digress. Also on that list, this is the first rankings, at number 12 is, drumroll, Boston College, which puts them right around where many other sites have them, twenty at um, at 12. And they had a great um, just write-up about the, um, the class. It said, Boston College has been strong in putting together a class that puts them near the top of the ACC. They landed a premier defensive tackle in Quan Williams, have a fast-rising wide receiver in Joseph Griffin II, and recently added California defensive back Sion Hala. The Eagles have pushed to build speed on their team and have hit upon that on at many of their core positions. They needed two tight ends and landed as many, Matt Reagan and Jeremiah Franklin, both strong pass catchers who will be looking to replace Hunter Long. The big position to still watch is defensive end where they haven't landed a commitment yet but have some big fish out there as well including wilfredo ibar who's visiting chestnut hill in the beginning of june that was on their site and that was written by the great um aj black yeah they asked us to write um a little blurb for each of the teams that were on there so you got my thoughts on that now when you're thinking about ranking and recruiting for Boston College, obviously you see this and you're like, oh my gosh, Jeff Halfley's doing amazing things. And absolutely he is. But, you know, when you look at the rankings, I, I said this on the site, um, you look at who's behind Boston College. You have Oregon, Michigan, uh, Alabama, Clemson, USC, and Florida. That's like six schools that, I mean, be realistic, Boston College fans out there. You know they're going to eventually <laughs> – you know Alabama is going to be number two or number three. These schools are all banking on big Junes when they're going to get these kids on campus and they're going to start landing recruits lightning quick. So I don't expect Boston College to stay at number 12. Now, but looking at the other teams on this list, 
I don't think it's out of the possibility that Boston College could easily stay in the top 25. That seems very reasonable given what they have. And you know, if they landed a a Wilfredo Ibar, say they add four-star defensive back Cam Johnson, who recently put Boston College in his top seven, they, you know, that could really, you get two more four-stars, that's like four or five four-stars that they have. I think it's five. Um... That is a heck of a class, and that puts – I mean, we're now talking Boston College having one of the best classes in recent memory. You have to go back to probably um, Tom O'Brien days to find a class that is as strong as this. Uh, so it, it, it's, it'll be interesting to watch, and you can check out during BC uh, on BC both, and they're going to be updating this uh, recruiting rankings throughout the summer. So when we get them, we're going to add the, our thoughts to it. So you just head on over. This is free stuff. It's not under the paywall, but as I said before, if you like good stuff – I also have my paywall stuff too. Um, and now we're not just going to talk about this because uh, there's another piece of recruiting that I thought was interesting today. Bleacher Report had an article up that talked about quarterback Arch Manning. Arch Manning is a 2023 recruit out of Isidore Newman High School in New Orleans, Louisiana. And of course, you say the name Arch Manning, you know exactly who I'm talking about because he is the son of Cooper Manning, one of the uh, famed Manning brothers. You know, Arch is named after his grandfather, Archie Manning. He's the nephew of Peyton and Eli Manning. And, you know, you talk about some of the big names in football recruiting. He's uh, he's like right up there, you know, with Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields and these names that were must get recruits when they came out. So his recruitment is insane right now. He has um, 11 offers, but most of them are from big, big programs. Alabama, Georgia, LSU, Clemson, you name it, they've offered him. But in there is Boston College, which, you know, many of us are going, oh, yeah, Boston College. I mean, they offered Alex Birchmeyer, who was a five-star offensive lineman. Is it possible they could get him? No. So is Arch Manning possible? I always think, I was thinking, nah, no chance. But there was an article in Bleacher Report today about Arch Manning's recruitment. And this caught my attention. And it said, It has put him on the radar of some of the biggest schools in college football, including Alabama, Clemson, and LSU, as well as smaller programs that still have a shot, like SMU and Boston College. I was like, whoa. And I put that up on Twitter. Of course, it blew up. And so I was thinking to myself, is Jeff Halfley that good that he could get his attention? And could he actually get a visit from Arch Manning? I mean, as a site writer, that would be insane because Arch Manning stuff is like big news. But as a Boston College observer, that would be enormous if they could get Arch Manning to visit. But why would he visit? And so I had to kind of do some digging. And you'll, you know, you look at the staff. Obviously, Jeff Halfley has no connection. You look at the offensive staff. That's the important part. The name that sticks out that has a connection with the Manning clan is Frank Signetti Jr. Frank Signetti was Eli Manning's quarterback coach at with the New York Giants in 2016-2017. So there's the, the, the slight connection that he has with the Manning clan. So maybe... Eli had a good experience and he's telling Arch that that was what it was like. Now, the odds of, of Arch ending up at Boston College are about as good as me going on a date with Margot Robbie or Charlize Theron. It's, it's not going to happen. It's still fun to talk about, though, isn't it? In a moment, we're going to talk about our my one thing I think that could sink Boston College's 2021 season. We're going to get a little negative, but before we do, let's get into Bilt Bar. Bilt Bar is a 
protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. And they have nine delicious flavors and they have specialty flavors coming out. Now, I think they haven't been released yet, but I just got a special shipment uh, for hosts of this grasshopper cookie bar that is 100% covered in chocolate and it tastes like a thin mint Girl Scout cookie, but it's loaded with protein. It's good for you. It's low in sugar. When this comes out, I, I highly recommend it. And you can find these all on BuiltBar.com. And if you use promo code LOCKED15, you'll get 15% off your order. That's 15% off your order using promo code LOCKED15 at BuiltBar.com. Locked on Boston College. This is AJ Black. Now, I was joking in previous episodes that I, I'm worried about coming across as a honk on the show. And, and a honk is someone who is like super positive about a team, really unrealistic expectations and puts a team at a pedestal that they don't deserve to be on. So I, I am working to to repair my image on that because I don't want to be a honk. I want to be realistic. That's my goal on my site and my analysis I give because obviously I give you news and that's just kind of reporting out what's happening. But you guys listen to me because you like my analysis too. I ho- At least I hope you do um, because I, I tell you what I think. And so... I look at Boston College in 2021, and I've said before, I think they're going to be a 9 or 10 win team, um, and I think they're going to be a top 25 program, and, and these are all things that I truly do believe. Now, is this team perfect? No. And the big issue for me with this team is not the defense. Now, I was tempted to say stopping a mobile quarterback, that could be the Achilles heel on this team, but I look at the teams Boston College is facing this year. And I don't see that as a big issue this year. They they have a few teams that they'll play, you know, with um, with Clemson and Louisville that are going to have mobile quarterbacks. But for the most part, I don't see that as something that they're going to face on a consistent basis. That should be an issue that'll face that'll bog down their season. So I'm going to put that one to the side for now. And it could be an issue, but I'm just going to say that this is something even bigger. What my big worry with Boston College, my Achilles heel that I see being a way that they could lose this season is their red zone efficiency. Now, if you look at their red zone efficiency, just in general, so red zone efficiency, if you're not aware, that's your ability to score when you hit the 20-yard line. Now, if you look at just red zone efficiency in general, that could mean scoring touchdowns or kicking field goals uh, when you're looking at stats. And Boston College is like right in the middle there. I think they were 58th when I saw that. I'm like, okay, that's not bad. You know, you can win games, you can be competitive and, and do all that. And that's that's not a big problem. Even Jeff Halfley has said it multiple times. That's not the issue in the red zone I see. It's not that their ability to, you know, get points out of it because they get points most of the time. The issue is punching it in, getting the seven points that you need. And you need those. You need to get the points, obviously, when you have a defense that isn't elite yet. And that's a big deal. So my issue is when I click, when you click into their stats and you kind of you strip apart a, part, a piece of it, the piece that you look at is their touchdown percentage. And that is abysmal for Boston College. Well, it's not a, it's abysmal. It's, yeah, it is abysmal. Sorry, I was looking at the wrong staff for a second. It is 49%. They had 49% of the time. That puts them at 116th out of 127 teams. That is bad. Now, what happened in 2021, uh, 2020, that caused them to have these issues? Because they're way, I mean, if you want to look at the top, 
The best team in the country in, in terms of that was Northern Illinois at 83%. There's Buffalo, Boise State. They're all in the 80%. I mean, and then you look at a team like Alabama, who was a truck, their fifth was 77%. So you want a team that gets, I would say, above 65%. So they need to improve draft. Like, they need to get up another 15 to 20% there. That's a big get. I mean, a big issue. However, you know, there's all these other pieces that go in. You know, obviously without COVID, they've had more time to work. They're doing more situational play. They, I mean, Halfley's talked about that, that they've worked more red zone time. They've had that time in the classroom. That's a big deal for them. But if they're not able to do that, if they continue to make the errors they did last year, which were lots of pre-snap penalties, lots of lots of flags, lots of flags. There were lots of flags. There were drops in the end zone. There were the inability to run the ball. That was a big issue. They didn't have a guy that could just, you know, they, Alec Lindstrom talked about that this summer, like, I mean, the spring. He said, you know, our goal would be just to run the ball down their throat and just punch it in, but they can't do that. So these are all things that they, they have to tune. These are things that the, the coaching staff needs to work on because it's a big deal. You Halfley has said, like, you can't leave points on the board. And they did it so often. Like, this offense was amazing at moving the ball down the field. Like, getting big chunk plays with Zay Flowers or Hunter Long last year. They have the ability to do that. But when they get in that tight spot, they got to figure out a way to get those those points. Because if they leave points on the board, and they, they're not going to be able to have their defense, I don't think. I mean, maybe they turn it around. Have their defense just shut down other teams. They need to put up points. So for me, the one statistic, the one piece of their game, and they've all, and it's not just me talking about this. I, I've said, I've said, the players have mentioned it, the coaching staff has mentioned it. Is that red zone efficiency? They got to fix that. They got to figure out how to get it done, and it's fixable. It is very fixable. You know, you get, you have more weapons now. I know Hunter Long is gone, but you know, you have a different running back. You have more running backs that are more into the scheme that you're playing with. You don't have David Bailey anymore. Um, who just wasn't fitting in this offense. I think that's going to fix it. I think the penalties are going to go down. I expect the offensive line is going to be much more stout in where they're playing now, and you won't see the false starts. You won't see the holdings, and I think that'll be a big deal. So this is AJ Black. On t- we're not, Just so you're, as a quick reminder, we are not doing shows five days a week anymore. It's summer, and you know I get some time off, and uh, I'm going to record and do three shows a week, and enjoy it so I don't burn myself out because doing five shows a week is a lot of work. Um, but we'll be back to do five shows a week when the season kicks off. Believe me, I have so much I'll talk about uh, when when football kicks off. But for, for June and July, we'll, we take a little bit more of that relaxed approach. So there won't be a show on Thursday. But what I always recommend now is go back and find a show you haven't listened to. Hear what I had to say about something else. Um, listen to the mailbag. Listen to some recruiting talk. Just go listen and find out what you like and, and share it with your friends and family you know it's summer months and we're all getting ready for a fall football season i'm excited for that too and make sure you like and subscribe uh for lockdown boston college wherever you get your podcasts this is aj black have a great wednesday i mean that and i'll see you all again on friday for another show take care everyone